Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Better Right Show in conjunction with BetterRight.com, a brand new website that brings the football data to your door. Each week, we'll update you on the key numbers and metrics that you can use to help you show off in front of your mates and allow you to bet better. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast and get involved with us at BetterRight.com. And my partner in crime, as you all know now, on the Better Right Show is the one and only Dean Selvin. He joins me once again. And, and before we get into the weekend games, Dean, uh, lots to talk about regarding the Champions League, which um, which we've seen the round of 16 first leg fixtures complete. How do you assess what we saw? So many different feelings around who could win this. You know, you've got City winning 5 nil at Sporting, then losing at Spurs with a hangover. You've got Liverpool winning away at Inter but being dominated for long periods. But that final part for Inter just wasn't in sync that night. Obviously, last night, Ralph Rangnick taking United to to Madrid and getting a 1-1 draw. Amazing moment for Anthony Alanga. But really, I'd say so far, the team that sticks out from a results perspective is obviously Man City. And I think the most intriguing tie for me in the second leg is going to be PSG Madrid just looking at how dominant PSG were in the first leg and whether Madrid can actually do anything about it. Do you think Madrid will set up? I mean, they were they were criticised, weren't they, Ancelotti, I think, by the, the president saying that's not how Madrid play um, in terms of how they set up against PSG and they sort of absorb just this constant barrage of pressure. Do you think that Ancelotti at the Bernabeu will approach it very differently? You'd like to think so, right? The atmosphere at the Bernabeu, fans back, Champions League... That's what Madrid have been known for for so many years now. But the problem is that they just don't have that pace on the counter-attack. And it was really interesting in the first leg when they played Vinicius Jr. against Hakimi. Hakimi's easily as quick as him, as mobile, as athletic. And then on the other side, you've got Asensio, which, which you know, he doesn't have as much uh, going forward in relation to kind of transition. And then Benzema. Benzema needs to be in and around the box making sharp movements. So I think if you play a high line and an aggressive press against PSG... You're just worried about Mbappe, Neymar, those guys on the counter-attack just pulling you apart, and which is, I think, why he went to the part de France and played that way. If he does play a high aggressive line and is more front foot, then you could see Mbappe just really, uh, you know, really killing them on that evening, which would be uh, would be a nice welcome for his move in the summer. But, th- but looking at the Champions League on the whole, that will be a challenge. I mean, PSG... I, don't, I think it's fair to say, would you agree, that they haven't really clicked in Liga this season? Like They have some weird results, given the strength of their squad. But in the Champions League, they're going to provide a headache to Klopp, to Guardiola, to, to any of these like sort of world-class managers that come up against them because of that threat that they pose up top. Yeah, I think they're a team that thrive on the big game. Those big players, they want to play in the big games. Do they want to go to... You know, a team that we're going to talk about today in, in Liga, and do they want to go to Clermont on a on a Tuesday night? You know, they're interested. It's kind of the old Stoke adage on a Tuesday night. You know, there's Mbappe and Neymar. Are they really up for those sort of games against Reims, against Angers? But it's those games where those players really come to life. And we see it all the time, right? That's why you have giant killings in, in the FA Cup. The smaller club beats the bigger club on those nights because they're just, they're, they're like, mm, do we have to play this game? I'm more excited about playing the game next week against the team that's second or third in the, in the big games. But yeah, they, they'll provide a massive challenge. And last night, it was really interesting to see Ranić again struggling to break down a team that play a deeper block. Obviously, Anthony Langer's got away. There's that moment in midfield where it breaks down and, and the defender tries to intercept and he's through. Jan Oblek 
overcompensates his near post, which gives him the angle to finish. But United created very, very little last night, and that's been an ongoing problem for him. So at Old Trafford, I don't expect Simeone to change. Simeone is Simeone. He won't conduct the crowd as much, and he won't be as crazy as last night, again, like on the pitch, basically, half the game. But it's going to be interesting to see how Ranić can uh, can change United to, to unlock that, that Atletico Madrid uh, back five. I love Simeone. As you know, I've got the gaffer that watches over me. But there's, oh, no. a, there's, there's a documentary about him on Amazon Prime, actually, for those that haven't watched it. I highly recommend Well, he's it. been there now for, I think it's 11 years now, which is just amazing in, in Europe. And we're going to talk about another manager later in the show, Christian Stryker, who's been at Freiburg for pretty much the same amount of time. They got appointed at the same time, but one was official before the other. And them and I think Frank Schmidt in Heidenheim, who's 13 years, uh, are the longest serving managers in Europe at the moment. But He's done an amazing job when you think about challenging, getting into that Barcelona-Madrid group and then winning the league, obviously winning the league last year. Struggled a bit this year with injuries and trying to find a forward that can score goals consistently. But, I mean, he's a lunatic. He's just a lunatic. Every player. But you see last night, like every player that plays for him, they adopt that, like Hector Herrera, uh, Savic, who had that period at Manchester City. They are just around the referee. They're just so intense. And obviously, me and you have been there. We talked about it before. The, the stadium's in just amazing. Mm. And the way that how, like, obviously, Ferguson was at United for 27 years and they struggled to move on after him. If if he ever leaves Madrid, I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, who who would want to go in there and, and be the next Simeone? It's impossible. Uh, the the other news to, to touch on the Premier League, um, Tottenham, in line, I think, with what Dean was saying there about PSG, they they raise their game for Man City. They lose to Burnley. Uh, Watford <laughs> are struggling um, big time. They lost four one to Crystal Palace, <clears throat> and Liverpool routed Leeds. So if you did triple captain Salah or Mane or whoever, then anyone from Leeds, well done. Except Alexander Robertson, who didn't play in one of the fixtures. Um, but, but we talked it, about this last week, didn't we? The the mm-hmm. Because we previewed the Tottenham-Man City game and we said about Man City you know, covering the handicap, but the threat from Tottenham was on the counter-attack and that's exactly what they did against Man City. You saw Harry Kane dropping in, you saw players running beyond, playing balls around corners. Amazing stuff from him in that withdrawn forward role. But when they play against a deep block like Burnley, more defensive, they had 66% possession last night. Again, similarly to United, they just they just can't do it. That team's set up to, to block their game plan. You know, Where's plan B? Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether Conte's the manager at Tottenham next week. Uh, his press conferences and interviews afterwards suggested that he is not he is not a happy camper there. Uh, he must be like this every week, like Man City, yay! You know, like the like Stephen Bergwijn's two goals against Leicester, and then next week, boom! It's literally yeah. like that. Up and down roller coaster of Antonio Conte's spell at Tottenham. <clears throat> we'll keep our eyes on that. Uh, now, normally at this stage of the show, we take you from our sort of general discussion about all things football, various different topics, which we'd love your engagement on. So if you have any Champions League thoughts or indeed thoughts on Conte, let us know at BIR Insight. Um, we could take you from the discussion into the tactics room, but we have a new segment and some friends have joined us here on the Bet It Right show. Uh, and they are friends of ours from Surprise Shirts. So without further ado, Dean... Um, Take us into the kit room, if you can. What have you got for us? So, yeah, uh, when we started this show, I reached out to some companies and I said, look, do you want to collaborate? We love football. You love football. I love football shirts. When I think about amazing football shirts from the past, I think about Gabriel Batistuta in the Fiorentina kit, you know, the United shirt at Southampton where they blamed that drubbing on the <laughs> they fact changed that they, it. 
wearing a grey kit and they changed at half time. <laughs> so, you know, kits are iconic. So we've we reached out and we we've got a little collaboration with the guys at Surprise Shirts. And it's an amazing story. Uh, Louis, the son and Rob, the dad, going through some complications with COVID and jobs. And Louis was doing his A-levels. And Louis came up with the idea to kind of sell some shirts online. It started to pick up. And now they've grown the business, got full-time employees, moved into a new facility, and it's just grown and exploded. And those guys are doing an amazing job. Uh, they run competitions regularly on their socials. Uh, you can catch their socials at Surprise Shirts on Twitter and Surprise underscore Shirts on Instagram. And their website is www.surpriseshirts.co.uk. Uh, they run competitions, they do subscriptions, or you can buy individual shirts uh, you know, in a one-off package, maybe as a Christmas present or a birthday present. Uh, they're Coventry fans. Uh, you know, does anyone hate Coventry or like Coventry? You know, it's kind of half and half. But yeah, amazing. Comes in this nice branded box. And when you open it up, oh, there's a little uh, thank you card from them just uh, saying, you know, can you post a shirt, picture of you in this shirt on the, on socials. And also just a little note there about kind of the manufacturers. And when you open the box up, lovely bit of packaging and then a little bit of information uh, about the club and the shirt that you get you don't know which shirt you're getting you don't know which country it's from what season it's from hence the name surprise shirts but it's an amazing concept all right then um love it without further ado dean can you get your kit on i can so if, as if by magic <laughs> very good i like it dean you put the shirt on um for those listening on the podcast it's white and maroon mainly Isn't, white with some lovely detail i could i could wear this to the pub this isn't a what what a shirt this is by it is a very cool shirt actually. i'm very jealous um and it's got poppers as well everyone loves a popper on a shirt that is oh. cool i'm actually playing five aside tonight and i'm on the white team so that shirt would would go down very well um, in that in that box as you showed us in the yeah. surprise shirts box that come they give you facts about the club so i think each week with the different shirts that you're going to be wearing courtesy of surprise shirts why don't we set a challenge to our listeners, our viewers, for them to guess? So if you can read out the facts that accompany the shirt, then we'll see how many of our listeners uh, and viewers get it right. I will. As Ollie said, inside the shirt, a little bit of information. I'll try not to be too obvious with it, but it's a Turkish football club um, formed in 1967. They've won six titles. They had an ex-Chelsea player as their manager recently, but he got sacked for being useless. Um and they were banned from competing in Europe for breaches of the financial fair play regulations. But yeah, what a shirt. I'm really happy with this first one. If you live in Alicante, which is where I do, you might see me wandering the streets in this later, trying to look cool. Uh, if you know the answer, uh, at BIR Insights, uh, get involved and um, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a shout out if you indeed are correct. But um, that's our first ever kit room. And we go uh, from the kit room. A big thanks to Surprise Shirts. They'll be with us every week. Uh, we go from the kit room to the tactics room. Right, what are you analysing in the tactics room today, Dean? A little bit like last week, we're going to go for a team that we haven't really talked a lot about this season, which is Brentford and their upcoming massive basement battle with the revitalised Newcastle. No, they have... Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, they really have been revitalised, haven't they? I mean, just there's a real buzz around St James's Park at the moment. It's not um, 
Yeah, I suppose it, I was going to say it's not a surprise given who they've they've brought in. They've brought in some good players, right? But I think it is a bit of a surprise actually because they haven't brought in like as we discussed earlier. They, it's not like they brought in Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar to St James's Park. Well, no. With this, the, the return picture of this was that bumper game with all the goals that we talked about. Right, I think it was in our first episode, and the signings have started to, to settle. Fraser's been playing really well. So Maximan was out last week in in their draw with West Ham. But yeah, they're six unbeaten in the league. And Brentford come into this seven without a win. You know, sliding down the table, it's it's a really bad period for them. And what I wanted to talk about in this game really is that there is one real clear area of, of exposure in favour of Newcastle, which could see our friend uh, Chris Wood score his first goal. I was slightly against the signing of him for the amount of money that they paid when we talked about the January transfer window. But this week, it could be could be his moment for his first goal. And, you know, three points for Newcastle. They could leapfrog three teams. They could replace Brentford in 14th. So this is a massive fixture for both teams, especially given the downward spiral that, that Brentford have been on in the last few weeks. The other thing is, as well, is that I, I always um, assume that probably, I don't know whether it's correct or not, that Tony's a very good player, but he's struggling at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of those players, it's very one-dimensional, and Brentford are a little bit one-dimensional as a team, which is which is where they've come unstuck. The first 11, when you looked at the squad coming into the Premier League, you thought, OK, that's probably good enough for them to survive you know, tooth and nail, but it's the replacements. And this is something for Bet It Right users. You know, if Last week, we talked about the Atalanta-Fiorentina game and being overs, but I mentioned that there was some team news that we needed to know about. And when you looked at it, Atalanta had no centre-forward in the team. With Brentford, the players that are coming in to replace players that are dropping out and they've had a lot of injuries aren't at the same level. So there you have to adjust their XG expected and conceded and then start to look, okay, well, if these players are missing and Tony's not firing, then what actually are going to be their outputs? And he's a player that, you know, they're very direct. They play into him. They have one midfielder to join off the side. They tend to play 3-5-2, trying to be defensive, trying to be organised and trying not to concede goals. But he's not been playing well. The team have been struggling with injuries. And there's one real area where I think Newcastle will focus on this game, which is why I wanted it to be the tactics room today. Now, Newcastle have got good quality in wide areas. Obviously, Trippier being injured is, is a big miss for them, given his dead ball deliveries. But they will deliver lots of crosses. And Chris Wood will attack those crosses. And so Maximan should be back in the team for the weekend, hovering around those inside of the 18-yard box where he can deliver with whip from the right and the left, what I like to call against the direction of possession where defenders are caught on the blind side. You know, you can see that defender's number, you're running behind. And I think this could be an area where Newcastle really attack because Brentford's ability to defend wide areas and defend crosses is really poor. Three centre midfielders getting across the pitch. The timing of the wing backs to release isn't great. So the area to the sides of the left and right centre midfielders are always open. And that's an area that Newcastle would like to get into to deliver those in-swinging crosses for Chris Wood to attack. So I do think this is an area that they'll exploit, and I do think it's an area where Newcastle can attack and get three points in this game. Uh, so potential bets? Well, here we go. Now, Trippier out, Fraser an injury, Gamares Almiron may be coming in, and slight little team there. So I would say to people, just wait for teams just to see who's fit and see if St. Maximan is playing. I don't see the change in tactics and the change in game flow, but there was obviously changing quality in those players. But the potential bet for me, Newcastle are available, draw no bet on almost even money. Now, that's your safer bet. But if you want to go 
a little bit more aggressive, knowing that the run that Newcastle are on, identifying that tactical area, then Newcastle are available two to one right now for the for the straight out win. Now, if you wanted to add a little mini bet builder in there or a separate bet, I'd also go for Chris Wood to score his first Newcastle goal in his sixth game anytime at 21 to 10, which I think is a great shout given Brentford's inability to deal with aerial balls. Okay, now we're going to focus our attention on the game in the Premier League. Um, well, I guess another game in the Premier League. We've spoke about one in the tactics room, but uh, the other game we're going to look at is United against Watford. Um, obviously, United had the draw in in midweek at, at the Wander against Atletico, and Watford obviously coming into it on the back of a defeat to, to Crystal Palace. Um, I heard Emmanuel Dennis interviewed a week or so ago and in the interview, he said, um, we're in a fucked up situation. <laughs> and I saw it on TikTok and I thought, I wish all footballers were as honest <laughs> as Emmanuel Dennis was there. But um, they are they are, <laughs> they are struggling, aren't they, Watford? What can we expect from this game, do you reckon? They are. The, the fact you've just said that reminded me, last week we talked about Harry Maguire and, and last night, obviously, Jao Felix has got across the front of him for that header for Madrid. But it's that, we didn't mention it last night, it's the Raphael van der Vaart uh, interview where he just goes, he's really shit. <laughs> <laughs> just live, live on TV, you know, no qualms. The Dutch are known for being direct and honest. Uh, but yeah, I love that. Yeah, Watford are struggling. Hodgson obviously got his first win against Villa, away at Villa Park and then getting pumped at home to, to Palace. So they also seem to be, and it, Premier League's been a bit like that this season. You've obviously got the top teams that are fairly consistent, but... Everybody else has just been on this kind of, again, I guess it's the, the end of COVID, the changes. And it's a bit, for us to come, you know, we're a predictive business at Bet It Right. We use statistics to help people to bet based on prediction. But it seems to be that a lot of these teams are just uh, rock and rolling. And what I'm going to talk to you about now is pro probably going to make a lot of people either turn off, shout at the screen and say that I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about or potentially have a bit of a rogue bet. Because actually, the angle that I'm going to go for in this is that, as with Atletico Madrid, United really struggle to break down teams that sit deep. They need space to thrive. And their central midfield can be exposed and their wide players can be exposed if they play against teams that can counter-attack. So I'm going to throw the, the second game, so I want to be a bit rogue. All right. And there could be potential player rotation for United. There could be some potential players rested, obviously, a game against Watford. They think, oh, can we play a few fringe players? So again, I would advise Bet It Right users to wait for teams, look at inputs and, and outputs of players that are going into the team and coming out. But I do think this is a game where Watford's pace up top of star Dennis King can expose Man United. And Man United can get frustrated in trying to break that low block again. Now, now Watford are currently available in the market at plus one and a half on the handicap. Now, because of the results last night, I think they may continue to drift towards the weekend. So they may, you may end up getting one and three quarter goals on them going to Old Trafford. So my tip for this game, and even though they got pumped last night away from home, their defensive metrics have improved. Only an average of 0.47 goals from 1.2 XG in the last four. So I'm going to throw, this is the rogue bet of the week. This is where basically I do or die. I'm never going to get any airtime ever again if, if they get pumped 10 nil. Don't say that. <laughs> But I'm going to go uh, Watford plus one and a half in the handicap market to frustrate United in a deeper block, threaten on the counter-attack. And yeah, I think it could be a difficult one for United at the weekend. 
Interesting. That's very interesting. Um, we will take heed of that. Thank you, Dean. That's the uh, the look at the Premier League fixture um, in focus uh, here on the Bet It Right show. And next up, passports at the ready. We're going to go around Europe. Right. Give us um, a sort of summation of what we should look out for in Europe this weekend, mate. Unfortunately, I don't have any Turkish bets. All right. The unnamed team, I can't, you know, no bets from Turkey this week. But we are going to start in France in Ligue 1. Uh, Clermont versus Bordeaux. And people will think, oh, you know, what are those two teams? Maybe not heard of them too much. Spend a bit of time online, have a look, read about them. A really interesting matchup. Clermont, three wins in the last five, been struggling towards the bottom of the league this season. But beat Marseille 2 0, you know, who are fighting with PSG for the title and also beat Nice 1-0 as well, the team that are in third place that we talked about last week. Lots of players returning from AFCON and Bordeaux are just a mess. Financial turmoil, they sacked their manager, they drew their first game under the new manager 1-1 against Monaco, which you think is great, but they played against 10 men for 30, uh, uh, from the 34th minute. Bordeaux have conceded an unbelievable 2.87 average goals away from home uh, from almost 2xG, which is the, the number one award, I guess, in the league that you don't want, the worst defensive record. So this is a, a Clermont win is my tip in France in Ligue 1 to, to roll over a Bordeaux team that are really struggling. So that's the, the Ligue 1 game. Into Germany, our friend Christian Streit that we talked about earlier, been at Freiburg for 12 years as manager. They're sixth in the league at the moment, moved into a new stadium in October last year. And Freiburg fans are known for making their home games an unbelievable atmosphere. Really intense, really difficult to play against. And they're playing a Hertha team that are really struggling currently in 15th position. Uh, uh, Freiburg, only two defeats at home all season. Hertha, no wins in six away from home and only two wins away from home all season. Hertha really struggling with injuries at the moment. Um, And, you know, Freiburg are a solid, solid team. Really predictive in the way that they play because the manager's been there for so long. The way that they play is so ingrained. We'll play a 4-2-3-1 or a 3-4-3, averaging over one and a half goals a game at home from just about 1.8 xG. And, and they're a bit of a weird team because they don't have an outstanding individual, but they have loads of players that score four, three, two goals. Four goal scorers on four goals. Um, Herter, 4-4-2, 4-3-3. Um, they've really struggled away from home. Only 0.77 goals from 0.85 xG and have conceded almost two and a half, which is massive even for the Bundesliga. So my tip for the Bundesliga this week is I think you can get Freiburg at minus three quarters, minus 0.75. So as I reminded the users last week, you win by one, you win half your bet. You win by two, you win your full bet. So Freiburg to win on the handicap market is my bet for the Bundesliga. Now a little trip across into Holland. Massive game between AZ Alkmaar and Feyenoord. AZ fourth, Feyenoord third. Both amazing attacking records and really good defensive records. The first game between these two teams was 1-0. Very underish, but they both played in Europe during the week during the week before that first fixture. And I do think this is a game that both teams go all out. Uh, they both have very good records home and away for over two and a half. And they both need three points to either challenge for the title, keep the race on with Ajax, or to, to fight for that European qualification. So for this, my potential bet for Holland is over two and a half goals in the Alkmaar final game. And finally, now, Oli, last week we talked about Serie A. We talked about Serie A a lot. 
and we talk about there being loads of goals and it being, you know, a league where there's an amazing league title challenge. And then last week, none of the top six won. And seven out of the ten games were under two and a half goals. So we gave it the big bit of right, bet it right, kiss of death last week. However, for probably 95% of the season, I'd say that the overs have been, <laughs> have been hit. And this is why our service for our users is so important, because you've got to deal in long-term predictive performance. It can't be isolated moments that make you lose track of, of the goal. So that's where you look at it over a long, long period of time to see that predictive performance. And in Serie A this weekend, we've got two heavyweights going together. Two, four, three, threes. Lazio versus Napoli. Sari returning, or should I say Napoli going to uh, to Rome to face their, their previous manager, Sari, where Sari Ball was born, really. A couple of second-place finishes behind Juve. An outstanding job there where they were just the best team to watch in Italy a few seasons ago. Went to Juve, went to Chelsea, now is at Napoli. Both with disappointing results last weekend, 1-1 draws. And both within a real chance of getting into the Champions League. And Napoli are obviously in the title race as well. So it's a must-win game for both. They both play in the Europa League tonight. So again, users, have a look at teams, check who's injured. Chiro Mobile's been out for, for Lazio. Victor Osman has come back for Napoli, and those two are so important. Performances with and without them is massively different, especially for Immobile, the, the outputs and the and the influence that he has on the Lazio team. Um, and yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a really good game. Lazio number one at home with 2.4 goals on average, and Napoli with 1.7 goals. Those two centre-forwards, two of the best in the league. You can get Napoli at draw no bet, which again, check the teams, but I think that's a great spot uh, to go there and get a result because they do have a little bit more quality and Lazio's outside of the first team. is Their bench isn't great, so that depth isn't there in their squad. And I would go over two and a half goals as well. I do think this is a game. There's no chance it dies at 1-0 or 1-1. Both teams need a win. So I think this is one that's an absolute firecracker. OK, well, fingers crossed for my anti-post-season bet that Napoli can deliver. <laughs> ah, OK, well, there we go. There we go. Now, are you one of those people that doesn't bet on the team that they want to win because you think it's bad luck? Or are you one of those people that lumps on and keeps going on for the whole season? I basically, and it's very profitable, this, but I always put the team that Yeovil are playing in my acre because <laughs> if Yeovil win, I'm happy. The other, the other advantage of that is that Yeovil never win. <laughs> so I normally have at least one leg go in in my acca each Saturday. I'm disappointed. I'm sure that if there's any fans of Yeovil that are watching this, they're going to be disappointed in you, Ollie. They, they, might, they might agree with you. <laughs> I think we all do the same, to be honest. It's the only way we can, can go and watch. It gives us something to look forward to. Um, Good stuff, mate. Thank you very much for that, as always. Thanks to the team at Surprise Shirts as well for the uh, the collaboration. And also, just to, I forgot this, and this is one of the most important, not the most important, but a nice little sweet treat. In the Surprise Shirts box, they actually send you a little bag of Haribo. Nice so you yeah. can put your shirt on, have a little snack. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just off to have a wonder in what is a, I mean, look at the detail on there. You know, I could I could easily pop out for a nice bit of breakfast and a pint in Weatherspoons in this bad boy. <laughs> um, BIR Insights, if you've had a guess at the surprise shirt this week in the kit room, BIR Prompts will give you loads of information coming up over the weekend. And of course, betitright.com is the website address that you need for all the football data at your fingertips. 
um, to help you bet better. Dean, once again, thank you very much. We will see you same time, same place next week here on the Bet It Right Show. But for now, take care, everyone, and have a very good weekend.